The Adventures of Donk, Chapter 2. Donk stood with his arms wide, his foe's blood running down his face. It took a bit of time for the rage to subside, and when it did, Donk was physically exhausted. He felt so tired that he almost forgot the conclusion of his ritual. The big half-orc came to the shaman and said, I claim victory over this foe, and await your judgment. With that, Donk dropped upon his right knee and kept his eyes fixed on the shaman. Don't look down, my son, he recalled his father instruct. Even in defeat, look up with defiance. The shaman came to Donk, and even on a knee the boy didn't have to look up much to meet the wizened shaman's eyes. The shaman never blinked, she just came down and held his chin in her tiny hand. Donk felt that the shaman could see right into his soul. After what felt like an eternity, the old shaman finally said, Rise, Donk. The lad did so. Donk, you have passed this trial. Take your place with the other victors. The shaman pointed toward a small group of boys, and Donk made his way to them. Many of the boys smiled at Donk and congratulated him. But there was one boy who sneered at Donk and said, Yes, congratulations, Dink. The venom of the remark was cutting. Donk simply stood tall and stared at the boy, but not with anger, with compassion. What are you looking at? the boy shouted. Donk didn't reply. He simply softened his eyes further. The boy stepped right up to Donk, and even though he was much shorter, he looked at Donk with fire in his eyes. You don't get to look at me like that. And the boy punched Donk in the stomach. But the blow did very little. Donk had clenched his abdomen in preparation for just such a blow. Donk did not react at all. He just stared with compassion and waited. One of the other boy's friends said, Come on, Hasek, we got things to do. Hasek looked at his friend and said, Yeah, I'm coming. To Donk he said, We're not done here. We'll finish this. Soon. Hasek and his three friends left the victor's area without the traditional obeisance to the shaman. Oddly enough, this shocked Donk more than anything else. One of the other boys came over to Donk and said, Hello, Donk. I'm Vemra. I don't think I could have done that the way you stared down Hasek. How did you do that? Well, said Donk, Anyone who behaves that way deserves our compassion. That is what my mother has taught me. Very wise, Vamra said. Is your mother a shaman? No, said Donk. She is my mother. Vamra and Donk left the victor's area and took their leave of the shaman, who dismissed the boys with her blessing.
they each found their fathers, and then Vamra said, Come on, Donk, let's go explore the village. Good idea, said Donk's father. I have some business to attend to. Meet me at the main gate at sunset. Vamra and Donk set off. Donk told his new friend that he had never been to the village before, so he didn't know anything about it. Don't worry, Donk, Vamra said. I've lived here all my life. I know where all the best places are. For the rest of the day, Vamra showed Donk all of the fascinating sights and sounds that was to be seen and heard in this village. Of particular note was the blacksmith. Donk was mesmerized by the forge, anvil, and smith. Donk watched as the smith finished a horseshoe, and then he took the red-hot shoe and placed it on the horse's hoof. There was a sound of searing and the smell of burnt hair. Donk gasped loudly, enough that the smith heard him. You've never seen a horseshoe before, said the big half-orc. Donk just shook his head, his eyes wide. The burning doesn't hurt the horse. It just helps the shoe fit in the newly trimmed hoof. Take a look. The smith pointed at the foot, and sure enough, the imprint of the shoe was plain as day. Then the smith put the shoe back on and nailed it in place. The horse simply stood there and received the new shoe. Donk marveled, and just before turning away, he said, Wow, thank you for showing me this. The smith's eyes widened at hearing Donk's voice, and as Donk went to leave, the smith said, You're the boy who dislocated Bryn the Bad's arm, aren't you? It was not a question. Donk froze, half-turned, then said, I do not know who that man is. Well, the smith said, you may not know his name, but you met him this morning during your trial. Oh, said Donk. I didn't know his name. You are very impressive in there, my boy, said the smith. If you ever want to apprentice, I'd take you. Donk's mouth fell open. He had never been offered anything like this before. The smith chuckled at the look and said, <laughs> Well, today you became an adult, so you can make your own decisions. But go talk with your father and ask his opinion. Dunk could have been knocked over with a feather, and all he could manage to say was, I will. The lad walked away in a bit of a daze as his mind raced about the events of the day, and he wandered away from the main street. Vamra was caught up in a game of bones, so he did not see Donk leave. But after a few more losing rolls, he looked up for his friend, and when he was nowhere to be seen, Vamra went looking. Donk wandered aimlessly, letting his feet just take him as he thought. Eventually, he found himself in a rather run-down part of the village. 
He caught some movement out of the corner of his eye. He turned his head and saw Hassock and five other boys looking very suspicious as they entered a particularly shoddy shack. Donk was genuinely curious about what they were doing, so he slowly made his way to the shack. He found a gap between two boards big enough to see through. The six males were squatting down in front of a cloaked and hooded figure. The figure spoke in an odd voice with an accent Donk had never heard before. What do you have for me? Hasek stood and kept his eyes and head down. The boy said, The blacksmith, he's just finished a masterwork sword and he'll be selling it later today, around sunset. If we time it right, we'll be able to bag both sword and payment. Donk was shocked at what he heard. He had just overheard a plot to rob an important person in the village. He squatted there on his heels, not knowing what to do. Donk waited a bit in case there was more to hear. After a moment, he heard the hooded figure say, Very good, child. The way the figure said, child, put anger in Donk, and he could feel his rage rise. It must have been the same for Hasek, because he replied, I am not a child anymore. I passed my trial. He then looked up into the hood. Have you now, replied the figure. Then two gloved hands lifted away the hood. Donk was not prepared for what he saw. The figure was the oddest elf he had ever seen, with ebon skin, long bright white hair, and deep purple eyes. Donk also realized this was a female. The elf's eyes were hard and cruel-looking. Donk thought this is a person who has dealt a great deal of suffering and pain. The elf spoke a strange word, and Hasek went completely rigid and rose a few inches from the floor. Hasek's friends looked terrified. With a flick of her finger, the elf drew Hasek toward him. Oh, I do apologize, she said in a voice that belied the content. She continued, but when one is my age, you are all children to me. With that, she turned around and released Hasek with a wave. He collapsed in a gasping heap at her feet. Do not fail me, she said. Then another strange word, and she simply vanished. Hasek's friends went to him and tried to help him up, but he swatted them away. Get off me, he yelled. I don't need your help. Donk then realized that he either had to confront these would-be thieves, or he should beat a hasty retreat and find his father. In the end, he decided to be discreet and seek assistance. Donk headed back to the center of the village, and all too soon he ran into Vamra, 
who saw him and said, Dog, I've been looking for you. Where you been? The big lad replied, Lemme, we had to find my father. I think Hathak is getting in trouble. So what? Vammer said. Let him. You don't understand, Dog said. I saw him with an elf with ebon skin, and he was telling her that he was going to rob the blacksmith. Vammer's eyes went very wide in shock. He wouldn't. That blacksmith is one of the most respected members of our village. To rob him is almost as bad as murder. And if a drow elf is involved, then this is really bad. Let's go find our fathers. The pair went with haste back to the main street. The bustle of people was heavy. Many had come into the village for trade and other business. Donk had no idea where to look. Seeing the confused look on his face, Vammer said, Come on, we'll look at the tavern. That's where most of the males go at this time of day. The two went to a building that looked more like a broken hovel than a place of business. They went inside, and Donk could not believe what he was seeing. The room was very full of people, half-orcs, elves, humans. There were even a couple of dwarves. The air was thick with smoke and the smell of something both enticing and revolting. Donk towered over most of the patrons, so he kept his eyes peeled for his father. In his haste to find his father, Donk managed to back into someone who took exception to the contact. Hey, where are you? Watch where you're going! Donk turned around and looked into the ugliest face he had ever seen. The man appeared human, but there were a number of bulbous growths on his face and nose. The lad replied, I'm sorry. The ugly man stepped up to Donk very close, and he said, You just watch yourself. I'm a wanted man. I have the death sentence in twelve realms. Donk, re Donk replied, I'll be careful. The man yelled, You'll be dead! And he pulled out a long dagger that was as ugly as the man's face. Just as Dunk thought he was about to be stabbed, a male half-orc stepped in and said, This young one's not worth the effort. Now let me get you something. And then a lot of things happened in a hurry. The ugly man pushed Dunk back, and the lad lost his footing on the wet floor, and he fell. The ugly man tried to jump on Donk, but before he could, the half-orc produced a long, thin, gently curved sword, and with a single stroke, took the human's arm off at the elbow. With the dagger still clasped in the hand of the now disarticulated arm. For a brief moment, there was silence in the room, and the half-orc stood there, with the naked steel of his sword gleaming in the dull light. Then the patrons simply went back to whatever they were doing. Vamra came up and said, Papa! Am I glad I found you. Donk and I need your help. Vamra? said his father. Let's get you boys out of here. He 
He helped Dunk get up, and they went out into the street. Boys, this is a very dangerous place. Why were you there? Famry said, Papa, I'm sorry, but Dunk has something to tell you. Dunk, this is my father, Betar Wayne. Tell him what you saw and heard. Betar said, Dunk, I saw you at the testing grounds today. You were most impressive. What do you need to tell me? Dunk said, Better Wayne, I think there is going to be a robbery in the village today. Better got a confused look on his face and said, Well, that's nothing really unusual. Papa, said Vamra, it's the blacksmith who's going to be robbed. That gave Betar pause, and he got a various, very serious look on his face. He turned to Donk, and he said, Tell me everything, Donk. <laughs>